Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Wednesday, September 6th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin will join us momentarily along with hopefully Washington Patriots football head coach Terry Ray. Uh, but Nick... Say Wednesday, we're in the middle of the week. Just actually checked. Uh, we have had a couple of this this heat advisory this week. Uh, global warming, obviously a big thing, right? Uh, but it's been in the 90s all week. And just saw on Facebook that Hedgesville has pushed their football game or their football game this Friday has been pushed to 7:30. I would anticipate we could see that across the board. Or no, that was freshman football. Excuse me, I had that wrong. I saw it from their main football page. Uh, thanks for joining us, Colin. Hey, is your late? Coach Ray on the phone? No. Okay. Hopefully, we'll figure that out momentarily. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to reschedule that interview. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we can talk volleyball last night. Yeah. We can talk about these weather pushing back these games. I was wrong. I thought it was varsity, but it was freshman. Freshman football tonight at Hedgesville will be seven thirty. I, I, okay, that makes more sense. It didn't say varsity or anything on it from Hedgesville. That's what I saw. So, yeah, it sounds like Friday might be okay. I don't know, but it, it's hot out there. So, it is hot out there, and you, you want to keep the athletes. Uh, health in mind especially because of these hot days so pushing back times or even having to postpone events is definitely understandable because yeah it even just says it's 80 degrees out but you gotta take into account the heat index, heat index and then turf as well so you're getting upwards of 90 degree heat index and then the turf is just over 100. probably a 100 degree heat yeah. index and the turf's like 130 so it's definitely understandable but get into volleyball last night a competitive match they can't cancel that because of heat that's true it's, it's inside, inside. Yeah. it's not beach volleyball yet yet global warming continues maybe we'll be having martinsburg beach volleyball on tv maybe time. one day but last night uh that's got to see time. hedgesville spring mills and First time getting to see Hedgesville, uh, second time seeing Spring Mills, and Hedgesville looked really good last night in that sweep. Yeah, they did. Um, they were impressive, I thought. Uh, Spring Mills, you know, came out in that first set, and I think if they could have won that first set, it probably would have changed the momentum enough to maybe force it to five sets. Uh, but, you know, they were unable to finish off that pretty good comeback there, and it just seemed like Hedgesville was the more consistent team uh, and played better overall. I'm intrigued to see how Hedgesville matches up with Musselman again this year because it does look like early in the season. I know there's a lot of volleyball still to be played, but it looks like those two teams are still going to be the dominant teams around here. And uh, tomorrow, you know, we'll get to find out a lot more about Spring Mills. Can they take down a Washington team coming in here? Or coming to this part of Berkeley County. Does Washington still have their same head coach from last year? The I interim they got head coach. A new coach, but I could be wrong. Not sure. 
yeah, we'll have to figure that out in the next day or two. Uh, but uh, some other matches last night. Jefferson swept Martinsburg. Uh, did Musselman sweep Washington? I believe so. Yeah, I'll have to double check and see if it's on Facebook. If it's not on Max Preps, that's always the challenge with Max Preps is it's not always up to date. But. Yeah, it was not on Max Preps, but I do believe Jim said something about it. But I, I wasn't certain if he said it was for JV. He kept giving JV updates, so I wasn't sure. But uh, obviously, volleyball kicking into high gear here. A lot of teams three, four games into the season, unless they go to tournaments, they're more like six, seven, eight games into the season. Uh, but um, We'll have a lot of action here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube over the next uh, month and a half. Yes, a lot it was of Tuesday. A sweep. It was a sweep. All yep. right. 25 16 set one, 25 15 set two, 25 13 set three for Musselman to sweep Washington. There you go, Jim. Jim Klein in the comments. Musselman Martinsburg was swept by Jefferson. Musselman swept Washington. Sets up for a, uh interesting season of VPAC volleyball. Before we move on, yeah. Before we move on, we got to. Obviously, gave Gracie Brown a shout out for last night. She was unreal. I don't know how many kills she had exactly, but uh, her and, and that front line for Hedgesville was really strong throughout the game. And I said this to Colin, you know, on our drive back, it seemed like at one point Spring Mills couldn't even get the ball over the net without it being blocked by one of the members of that Hedgesville front line. So, you know, Brown in particular is just a really good athlete. We're going to see her in basketball this year. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, what she's able to do. But volleyball and softball, she's been unbelievable. She had that home run that landed uh, and bounced onto the road. I was going to say, Edgesville. If, if she's as if Coach Faircloth keeps saying she's a really good basketball player. Supposedly she averaged like 28 points per game in middle school or something so insane. She could easily be like, if Hedgesville gives out a, a, a girl student athlete of the year, she she's only a sophomore now, right? Yeah. yeah. She could be that for the next three seasons. Could be. Three years, right? She's yeah. She's Mrs. Hedgesville. I mean, incredible what she's able to do on Her the volleyball miss. court. Already starting out with the nicknames. Well, Jackson Ruess was Mr. Hedgesville. Did you make the Spring Mills sports. announcement whenever I was out? I did not, but Spring Mills football's game on Friday has been moved to Thursday. I believe they're at South Hagerstown. Yep. Uh, so we'll not talk with Coach uh, this before the game. We'll talk with him after the game. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we caught up with Musselman head football coach Brian Thomas yesterday after the show. We'll play back that interview. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a control force system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music, or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. 
with decades of experience to work for you, visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Mix, or another segment of the Sports Mix here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as mentioned uh, during the first segment. We were set to be joined by Washington Patriots head coach Terry Ray. Uh, it appears we're going to have to reschedule that as something came up with Coach Ray. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to talk to him tomorrow to kick off the show. Either tomorrow we get him later this afternoon and record it. We'll see, but we'll still get yep. him before the uh, game on Friday. Yep. Uh, but yesterday after the show, we caught up with Muscleman head football coach Terry. Or, uh, I'm all screwed up today. With Muscleman head football coach Brian Thomas. And here's our interview with Brian Thomas. We're now joined by head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. And uh, Coach Thomas, for you, is an overtime win for your team on Friday against Loudoun Valley. What'd you like from your team? Uh, yeah, just you know our our fight, our determination. Um, you know, just the uh, the kids not to, not to give up. It was a really it was kind of a roller coaster game. It was a lot of back and forth um, between us and them. They got up, we got up. You know, just just a, it was just a, it was one of those games really that could have gone either way. So you know, just really proud of our kids for for their hard work and their determination through it. Coach Thomas, you've now had in week one kind of a more offensive shootout type game, and here in week two more of a defensive battle. Your team comes out in both of them. Just kind of what does that say about your team so far? Well, hopefully we can put them both together. If we put them both together, then, uh, you know, I think we'll be pretty good. But um, in all seriousness, you know, I'm, I'm. it makes you excited just because it doesn't really make you, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, a one-trick pony or one-dimensional. It kind of gives you the ability where, you know, we've shown defensively we can get it done. Uh, we did that against Loudoun Valley. And then, you know, we've shown offensively we can get it done when we have to score quick against Hanley. So, you know, hopefully just the confidence on both sides of the ball that we do have that ability. But, you know, like I said earlier, I, I do hope we can put it all together 
and play more of a complete game offensively and defensively together. Coach, another uh, close game and, and a close win for your team. What do you think that does for your team as you get into the later part of the season? I'm surprised. Do you guys have like a nickname for us yet? Like, you know, you, you think you like we got we got to have some kind of nickname. You know, last year we played all those tight one score ball games and we won. I think we won all the all of our one score games and we played a lot of them last year. Now this year again, you know, we, we had a 10 point game and then a overtime seven point game. Um there's got to be a nickname for us. That's I'm giving you guys that job. Come up with like some we'll work on that. cool, cool nickname. Yeah, that's, I said on the show today that you don't lose close games. So, well, that's, that's all I had. You just jinxed us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it says a lot for the kids. And we, we talk to our kids about that. We talk to the kids just about the fact that, you know, they're, they're in the world we live in, when something doesn't go somebody's way, the first thing to do about it is pout. Um, and, and to complain and, you know, to be negative about the situation. And, you know, we, we tell our kids, you know, when, when things are tough and, and when those times are hitting you where, you know, you do, you do have some kind of difficult or you do have a little bit of adversity, you know, try to be different from everybody else. And instead of being down and negative about it, um, just, you know, be tougher and get through it and, and conquer it. So, you know, I think it says a lot about our kids that they're able to do that. They're able to, they're able to stay focused. Uh, they're able to keep their, their heads on and they're able to be smart. And, uh, you know, always, you know, we tell the kids always play to the end because you never know what will happen. And coach, last week we talked about the depth at your skill position. Uh, through two weeks, if I would have told you sophomore Blake Sanders had 34 carries, over 200 yards and three touchdowns as a guy that was going to, as just a sophomore, what would you say to that? Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not overly surprised. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew Blake was a good player. Uh, you know, he. I watched him play in, in uh, youth league growing up. I watched him play freshman football with us last year in our program, and I knew he was a really good player. Um, you know, I, I don't know if maybe I knew he was going to come on this quick and excel this quick at the varsity level, but you know, he. He's just a, he's a, he's a really hardworking kid. You can see in the weight room. You can see it when we work out. Uh, he's a really determined kid and a hardworking kid. So whenever you, you know, whenever you have a kid that. Uh, does those things and then you you add in the talent level with that because Blake's an athletic kid you know when you put all those factors together um, that usually leads to to a little bit of success so he's uh he's kind of turned into our workhorse and uh you know he's a really good player and then like you said he's a sophomore so you know the the best part about all of it is uh you know after you know we got him for the rest of this season um and then you know two more years after this so uh really excited about that coach thomas a new test this week you guys get to go on the road against morgantown another very good team from the mountain state uh team that you guys are familiar with as well what are you looking forward to this game on the road this friday yeah, Morgan Morgantown's a really good team, um, and, and we were talking the other day in our staff meeting. Probably um, in my years, in my eleven years as head coach, they've probably been our biggest. I, I don't know if I want to say rival. Um, you know, probably the the best games that we have played with a program. Uh, have probably been Morgantown. We've had a lot of really good games over the past decade um, going against them. Uh, and, you know, they're a really good team, though. Uh, they're really well coached. You know, got a, got a ton of big linemen, got a really bunch of really good athletes. Um, we were able to knock them off here last year, so I'm sure they've had our game circled a little bit on the calendar. So it's going to be a really big test for us, you know, going and playing a team that good and being on the road. 
Do you think uh, getting a chance to play a, a team in the state that is known as a premier program will do anything for your program in terms of, I guess, getting some recognition? Well, I mean, hopefully it did. Hopefully it did last year. I mean, last year they came in here. Uh, we played them later in the season when the SSAC rankings were already out, and I believe they were number two at the time that they came in last year. So, it, I don't, I don't know whether we win or whether we lose. I mean, we, we've, uh, you know, I, I feel like we've played them played them tough in the past. So hopefully we have the recognition in the in the past that people think, you know, we're on that level. But, you know, for some reason people doubt us all the time. You know, and, and I, I think – I don't know what you guys have projected at, but I saw a lot of – I heard a lot of things and, and saw a lot of things. We were, we were projected to, to win four games this year. So, you know, hopefully we can just – we just keep coming out, trying to earn respect, trying to get better, um, trying to do what we can do uh, to get better. And, you know, this is kind of the next test in our way. So, you know, we obviously we, we want to win the game. Um, you know, we'd love to go 3-0, and but worst case scenario, we go 2-1. and We're still going to we're still gonna keep fighting. We're still going to keep calling. We're still going to keep scratching. So uh, it is going to be a good test for us. And, and you know, we got to be prepared to play. And, and if we are, um, you know, I like our football team. Still early on in the week, but what stood out to you so far about Morgantown on film? Um, just, just their their physicality. And we some from playing them last year and playing them in the past. They're very physical. Um, coach Bowser does a really good job. You know, he, he's a really good uh, coach, and he's a really good teacher of the run game. So they're going to run at you. Uh, they're going to try to control the line of scrimmage. They're going to try to come at you and, and punch you right in the mouth, which, you know, we like to do some of the same things. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to match their physicality. If we don't match their physicality, uh, it could be a long night for us. All right, Coach, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Best of luck. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That was Musselman Appleman head coach Brian Thomas. And he put us with a task, Nick. Uh, and I do have a comment from Joe Fox. He says the fighting Appleman. It's a start, I feel like. I, I, we were coming up with some nicknames, trying to turn it up a notch, try to get a theme with their close games and came up with some things. All right. Yeah, I have a list. Colin and I worked on this last night. Uh, don't don't love all these, but again, these are just ideas. So feel free to spit it any at us, and we'll, I guess, chew them up and, and figure it out. I don't know. That all right, bring your list your list your ideas out. Um, we got the apprehensive Appleman. That's kind of long. Don't really love that. Anxiety Appleman was one. I think this one might be our favorite right now. The Cardi Ackleman. Yeah, oh, I like the combination there. Uh, last minute muscleman, but they don't really always win last minute, so I don't know. Yeah, I came up with crunch time just now because you crunch into an apple, so like crunch time. I that that could work. All right. Well, if you have any, uh, put it in the comments section on our Facebook live group or live. I feel like stream. it's a nice slogan, right? Like yeah. muscleman appleman on the front of the shirt and on the back it says it's crunch time. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. Maybe not a nickname, but t-shirt worthy. Yeah. Like Fleet. Yeah. Like Fleet. Um, so the WVU plays the plays Duquesne this weekend. We did give away tickets over the last couple of weeks. If you're the family of Adam Key or Ruth Slonecker, please come and claim your tickets to the Duquesne WVU game this Saturday. We still do have those in our hands. So if you know anybody, if you know either of those people or the family of Adam Key, because the family of Adam Key is picking them up. Uh, just uh, let us know. Uh, you can send us a message on Facebook or call us after 1 p.m. today, and we can set up a time for you to come pick them up. 
Uh, but uh, that will do it here for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hackwilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, it'll be our third installment of Wyatt Wednesdays. And Wyatt Wednesdays have returned to the Shepherd Rams football Instagram page. So if you want to follow along with those, you can follow along on S- at SU Rams football on Instagram. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WV Medicine is proud once again to present the Bob Barriner Apple Trample 5K on Saturday, October 21st in conjunction with the 44th Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival. This is a great event for runners, walkers, and families to enjoy. Register by October 1st for the early bird rate. To register for the Apple Trample 5K, go online to the festival website at msahf.com. Be a part of this community tradition. Run or walk the Bob Barriner Apple Trample 5K. After a car accident, what do you get when you call Mansion Ferretti? You get more experience from a local law firm with over 115 years of combined service. More respect from a team who treats clients like their own family. And more fight because we want you to get every dollar you deserve. Experience, respect, results. If you've been injured, that's what you want in your lawyer. And that's what you'll get when you call us. Car accident? Get more with Mansion Ferretti. 304-264-8505. Hi, Crescia Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday, September 6th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. It is 12.30, so you know what time it is. It's Wyatt Wednesdays with Shepard Offensive Lyman Wyatt Pelicano, and you've returned to the SU Rams FB football Instagram I saw this morning, Wyatt. Yes, sir. We are back, and in a big way, let me tell you, everybody's excited why Wednesdays is back. Uh, I mean, what, what a great day to be alive. What a great day to be alive. Uh, the Rams survive on Saturday. Unfortunately for you, I think I saw you the whole time on the sideline, Didn't maybe got in for one snap, but uh, are you back healthy this week? Uh, yeah, we're definitely working back. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm moving around and stuff, so uh, pretty much my, my situation is entirely in Coach McCook's hands. 
Um, I'm letting him decide how he wants to go about it. Um, so that's pretty much where we're at. I'm letting him make make the decisions on what he wants to do with me and then how he wants to go about it. So that that's that's where we are. But I feel great. Uh, I'm moving around very well. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm practicing taking normal reps again. I didn't go in on Saturday, uh, but like I said, it's all all in his hands at this point. Wyatt, anytime there's a competition at quarterback, and in this situation there was a transfer coming in, uh, and Seth kind of had to, I guess, win over you guys in the locker room, I would presume, because some guys would probably be kind of loyal to the other guys because they've seen them play before. How big do you think that drive was uh, to win the game for Seth and, and for the locker room? Because now everybody knows he can do that in the big moments. Yeah, I think uh, I think – it's funny you say that. I feel like we've always we, we've been behind them. You know, I, I think we're we're one thing that we do in Shepherd, which is great, is we have our next man up mentality. I think it stretches a little bit beyond just next man up. You know, like even when I got hurt, like I'm, I was Kurt's biggest fan on the sideline. I wanted him to do great, and I think Leck is the same way. You know, like well, we we want team success. That's what we're all here for. Uh, so. I don't think Seth had as much of a gap there as, as maybe it might appear from the outside. I feel like a lot of us already had a lot of faith. But, I mean, he definitely got the job done. He put the ball – like the plays that he needed to make, he made them. Uh, I think he played a good game. Obviously, there's always stuff to fix. Everybody can be better. Uh, and that includes myself and everything we do. So, that that's just part of the game of football. But I think I think that was the play. We all knew he could make that play. He made it. It was the right play to make. So, I mean, good on him. But as far as the trust in the locker room, I feel like it's already been there. And I and and if he was to, if the coaching staff was to decide to go a different way and put uh, Leck in the game, we would have we would all support him too. You know, so it, it goes down the line. We all have trust in each other because without trust, there's really nothing at all. But yeah, I I think that that definitely maybe for the fans, I think it helped them. Maybe he went won them over a little bit. But as far as the locker room goes, he he already had our trust. Wyatt, there are a few key guys out, whether it be to injuries or numerous other situations going on within the school with academic eligibility, this and that. So we really got to see some young guys step up on Saturday to really help Shepard get that win. Just talk about the depth and how much fun it was to see those young guys step up. Yeah, well, I mean, like I just said, you know, the next man up mentality and Shepard, it stretches beyond that. Um all those dudes that are fighting those problems are we're all extremely supportive of the dudes behind them. And that's how it should be, you know, because the last thing we need is to have people pulling in different directions. But when all a hundred of us are pulling in the same direction, there, there's not a lot of teams that can stop us and watching those young dudes get the chance that they had. I mean, like in there are certain situations where it, it's super beneficial, right? Like look at miles Greer, that, that dude, that would have probably been Rodney Dorsey back there. So we wouldn't have seen what he could do. And not that Rodney maybe couldn't have done the same thing, but still it gave him an opportunity to shine, and that's awesome. You know, so that, I think he's a prime example, but there's, they're all over the field. You know, we got to see a lot of dudes that maybe wouldn't have been out there, out there, and I think that that's awesome. And I, they, they did a good job. I think all the dudes that had to step up stepped up, and that's always good to see. And like you said, depth. Depth is everything. One thing we are in Shepherdstown, it is deep. So, I mean, it, it's always fun to see the young guys succeed. Why to kind of follow up on that, when do you know a freshman can make an impact right away? Like, how long does it take for you to, as a player, to be like, that guy can help us out right now? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it varies on position. I would say one of the hardest positions to do that at is offensive line because the strength and maturity gap and and the speed at which we're playing is different. Um, so it, it's it's a lot. Like there's there's not a lot of freshmen coming in. Like as a freshman, I wouldn't have wanted to play. I wouldn't have wanted. I would not have put myself in. I would never put myself over anybody that was playing. Um, but that said, I, I feel like it, at the skills positions, you know, like we we got to see Cordell go out there and do his thing, and that was really really fun to watch. And that dude, I think. We, we knew from the start that guy could play football. You know, like an athlete is an athlete when you get on the outside of the box. You know, like a, a, the numbers don't lie. You know, Cordell is fast. He's twitched up. Dude can move. He's got great routes. He's got a good knowledge of the game. He knows when to sit. He knows when to stretch. He, he's, he's a smart kid, you know, so he got, the, he got the spin. And that's just the one that's coming to my head, but there's so many more. Uh, but he's he's like a good example to me of seeing a kid and you're like, that kid can play ball. And we have some of those dudes. But it, it is an interesting thing, but it varies position to position because I think speed is speed, but strength isn't always strength. There's a difference in field strength and just like weight room strength. So it's a little bit more difficult to see in the lineman. But, I mean, you can't hide. You can't hide speed. And, I mean, Ryan Beach is a prime example of that too back in the day. So it's just one of those things where it's like you know it when you see it kind of deal. And uh, Joey, or I mean, not I was going to mention Joey, but uh, you, Wyatt, when you uh, we looked down on the sideline, you were hanging out with Joey and with Tyson. What was that like, kind of just sitting there with them? Obviously, you knew the odds of you getting in the game were, you know, kind of if somebody you had to get in the game, you're going to get in the game. But you were hanging out with them on the sideline. Were they kind of telling you anything they learned at the next level? Um. Well, I got. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm still super close with all those dudes. You know, Brian Walker, Tyson Bajan. Joey, all those guys, Ronnie too. So, I mean, I've been keeping up. So as far as like the big lessons they've learned have already kind of been shared. Uh, but like the, the snap to snap lessons, right? I mean, they like there were times where like Brian especially would just be like, like a bad drive happens. He would come up to me and be like, you got to make sure these dudes are calm before they even hit the bench. And that is true because sometimes we don't have that and we don't have a, um, a on staff offensive line coach to to play that role and that's a lot of weight for Coach McCook to bear so I think I talked about it in the first segment we did where it's like me Ty James we try to try to carry some of that burden for him you know and, and keep it keep it so he, he keep the minimal amount on his plate that we can you know and, and that's part of it and so they were giving me a lot of leadership advice um stuff like that it's hard for them I mean Joey maybe if I had sat down and got to talk X's and O's with him he could teach me a thing or two but uh it wasn't that kind of time. We were we were locked in on what was going on on the field. So everything that we were talking about had to do with the game we were watching. And I, yeah, obviously, I was ready to go in and at the drop of a pen. You mentioned before Wyatt how you obviously have confidence in everybody on the team, and uh, the guy filling in for you. You've mentioned before that you have confidence in Curtis Jefferson. Uh, how do you think he played? And was there anything that you maybe told him throughout the game uh, to try to help him out since this was one of his first you know, real moments out there on the field. Yeah, I mean, Curtis is a banger. You know, there's no other way to say it. That kid, that kid he hits hard. There's definitely – he's got some solid clips of, uh, like, in pass protection, snapping back on a nose. He got caught a nice pancake there. Um, I thought he played a good game. You know, he held it down. He did his job. And that's really – that's that's all you all you can ask for, right, when you get the opportunity to step up like that. I mean, you want you want a dude – that can get the job done, and I think he did that. So I thought he, I thought he did a good job. As far as 
any coaching that I, I gave him, I don't really think I gave him a lot. For me, uh, for me, it's more of a I'm more of a motivator. Um, I definitely coach up the young guys technique wise, but as far as the older dudes, I mean, Kurt's been here just as long as I have, so there's really not a whole lot I can say that he hasn't already heard. Like uh, the the dudes, like me, him, Ty Lucas, James Bell, we're, we're at the point now where we can kind of self analyze. Like when we watch tape, like we can almost see what we do wrong before Coach McCook does, you know. So as far as mistakes like that, I might mention like, hey, this. And then he'll he'll beat me to the punch. Be like, yep, I already know. And that's and that's how it should be, you know, because we are our biggest critics, and that's the way it should be. But I, I thought he played a good game, um, and he does just like the rest of us. He's doing a great, does a great job of uh, criticizing himself and analyzing his own tape and, and own uh, plays on the field. So wasn't a whole lot of uh, technique coaching going on between me and Kurt. Just you know, a lot of keeping those dudes in it, keeping the heads up, spirits high, because obviously that was a tight one. We were down for a good bit. So got to make sure everybody's locked in, nobody's rolling over, and we're, we're uh, putting everything we got out there, which I think I think they did. I think Kurt did. So hats off to them. Wyatt, uh, talk a little bit about that final drive and then ultimately captivated by Dustin Fisher's first career catch and it being the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was a big moment for Tank. You know, and uh, Tank is Dustin Fisher for people that don't know. <clears throat> for people that don't know, sorry, my voice is a little strained. Um, but yeah, that was—I mean—that's an electric drive, right? It's one of those things, uh, one of those fairy tale drives, which we we in Shepherdstown are known to put together. Sometimes I wish we didn't keep it as close, but I mean, no regrets, right? Because it sets up a big moment, and uh, and like you guys said, it sets up a big moment for not just Tank but Seth too. And, and I mean, what what a way to execute, right? I mean, get the get the old man the ball in the end zone. Let him let him let him have some fun. He's been working his butt off blocking for God knows how many years. So I think we were all happy to see him in the box. Why this kind of ties into that? You kind of just mentioned the close game, something that Shepherd fans have definitely become used to: last minute drives, miracle drives, big wins however you haven't really seen it week one a team in southern connecticut state that shepherd blew out last year definitely a better team this year obviously in a close game and things have changed but for the fans that maybe have some doubt in this team now because of the way things went on saturday even though it was a win i'm gonna give you some time because i know you're always optimistic about this program and can always pet people up and erase the doubt in the minds of those that might have it yeah i mean well Week one is always uh, like the jump from week one to week two is it is uh, like our, our OC even Coach Clark mentioned it in the uh, in our meeting room post game you know on Sunday when we got back to meet where week one is really uh, it, it's the make or make or break jump uh, for a lot of people like in a lot of people's opinions not so much mine I think you can get as much done productively from week one to week two as you can any week I think you can it's the same amount of days there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get just as good like you should, they were saying that we should progress just as much between or more from week one to week two than we should any other week i think we should progress as much as we can every week but that said i, I agree there's there's sorry my alarm and stuff um i think that there's a always a great opportunity for us to get better 
But I, I have so much confidence in this team, and I think that game when we looked at the tape, there's mental errors you got to clean up. It's the first time for a lot of those dudes, and we had a lot of young dudes who were unexperienced out there. So giving them the time to actually analyze these mistakes now that they see it at game speed, see it whenever, when the bullets are really flying and there's some skin in the game. Um, so I, I think that we're going to see some drastic improvements this week, and I think we'll see even more the week after that and more the week after that and so on. So this team is only going to get better. You know, repetition is the mother of all learning, and there's no repetitions like game reps. So I think the the sky is the limit for this team. So we're only going to get better. And anybody that thinks that it's not the same, I'm telling you it is. The culture is the same. We are showing up to work every day and working just as hard as we were last year, if not harder. So uh, the improvements from last week to this week are going to be crazy and so on down the line. Every week we're going to be a better team. And by the end of this thing, Shepherd football is going to be what it's supposed to be, which is a Final Four national championship caliber team. We'll get you out of here on this one, Wyatt. Uh, you take on Edinburgh uh, near uh, Great Lakes up there. They had an interesting test week one. They took on a D1 FCS team in Duquesne. Have you guys ever been able to watch that film? And kind of how do you grade a team off of facing a Division One team? Yeah, so we that's uh we do have cut-ups from the game. Um we've been watching them. Honestly, I, this is just how I feel. I I don't see a huge difference in play from a lot of those uh a lot of those FCS and and what we do, you know. So, um Duquesne's a great program. I I mean, but we were respecting Edinburgh regardless cuz you got to respect everybody you play. Can't walk into a game thinking, "Oh, well we did this to them last year." So that's what we'll do this year. You know, that, that's a bad way to look at it. It's a different team. It's a different program. They played a great game against Duquesne. Um, They're bringing some stuff to the table that we're definitely going to have to work out and figure out. They got they got a lot of different weird fronts uh, defensively up front for us. So we got to make sure we're locked in and figuring out where everything's supposed to go there. Um, they're, they're a high-caliber football team, Edinburgh. It's not going to be an easy week. There are no easy weeks in the PSAC, and now we're there. It's the crossover games. So every week is a big week for us now, and I think that this is just another one of those games. All right, Wyatt, thanks for the time. We'll see you later on today. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Wyatt Pelicano, Shepard offensive lineman, as uh, we do every Wednesday, this third installment of Wyatt Wednesday. I think we learned a lot again in this one. Yeah, always. I mean, Wyatt, like I said before, you know, not just a great entertaining guy, you know, knows a lot about the game of football and just the way he talks about his team, obviously he's very passionate, which is great to hear and uh, to hear how he's kind of, especially right now that he's injured, I think in some ways it's, it's a different kind of perspective because he's kind of a coach out there because he, he knows he can't really contribute from a playing standpoint. Um, so to get that perspective from him is very interesting. And I think, once he gets on the field, too, I think we'll we'll get a different kind of perspective from Wyatt because you're seeing things from a different perspective. So, um, obviously, it's 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 going to be great every Wednesday. So, I mean, I think this is one of the uh, more interesting things on the show every week. It's guaranteed to be interesting. Yeah. I completely agree. 
We forgot to ask him one of the kind of non-football questions, but I know I figured I mean, he, had a, he had an there's alarm. There's a lot to talk about on the football side. He had an alarm going off, so I figured he had to he had to get going. But, uh, again, we'll be joined by him every week throughout the football season. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com to find out more. We'll be back on the other side of this break to begin to wrap things up. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Before the invitations and the dress, the flowers, cake, candles, or vows, there is an answer to a question proposed with a ring. Bechtel Jewelers knows that an important part of your wedding happens before the I do's. We're a diamond store with an engagement and bridal jewelry selection that's both exciting and accessible. On the big day, there's everything else and there's the ring. Make sure you get this one right at Bechtel Jewelers in Inwood. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. First and 10 from the 12. Morgan in the shotgun, 28 seconds. Seth Morgan takes the snap. He's under some pressure. He throws over the middle. End zone touchdown, Shepard! Dustin Fisher! Join us on Saturday, September 9th, as the Shepherd University Rams head to Edinburgh to fight the Scots. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, September 6, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Once again, shout out Marius Group. They're our title sponsor for all our volleyball matches on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow as Washington travels to Spring Mills, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV action, and then varsity action will start 30 minutes after uh, JV concludes, a little bit after 7 p.m. Uh, but, guys, let's talk NFL here. We get the news yesterday afternoon around 2 p.m. The uh, backup quarterback debate in Chicago is over Unfortunately for Eastern Panhandle fans, Nathan Peterman, not rookie Tyson Bajant, will serve as the backup to starting quarterback 
Justin Fields, according to the team's official depth chart released in advance of the week one opener against the Packers. Obviously, Peterman has the NFL experience and Bajant doesn't. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I said this a few weeks ago, um, that having two young quarterbacks in a quarterback room seemed a little weird to me um, because you're not having that veteran presence. And for whatever it's worth, Nathan Peterman does have NFL experience, even though he didn't play well in those games. So I don't know if it matters too much. But I think having just a guy that understands uh, how the game planning works at the NFL level, the week-to-week, all that makes sense uh, to have him as right now your second-string quarterback. And then probably as the season goes on, because Tyson, I think, outplayed him in the preseason, presuming he's going to out play him in practice which they're not going to get very many reps because that's just how the nfl works you know the starter gets all the reps um it's possible that tyson will overtake nathan peterman as the backup and then heading into next year they kind of roll with those two as their premier quarterbacks in in the bears room but i think for this first year of his career in in tyson and, and fields is only in i think his third year or fourth year i think fields is only one year older than tyson yeah, but I think he's in I his, think he's in his third yeah. third year now. So, um, you know, those guys don't have a ton of experience, and he's been hurt, so they haven't played a lot of games. So, you know, Peterman hasn't played that many games, but he's been in the league. He understands the offense, and he understands game planning, and all that's a lot, a little bit different than college. So, I think from that perspective, it makes sense to have that veteran in the room, and then put him ahead of Tyson in terms of who you're going to activate on game days. Yeah, I know a lot of people around here are frustrated because when they saw originally that Peterman was released, they thought that meant that Tyson won the backup quarterback job for Chicago, and it was something that not a lot of people going in thought he could maybe do, even though around here we know the talent that he has. It was still a tough task, right? Undrafted guy from a D2 college with four quarterbacks on the roster, it it's the fact that it and two guys like ahead and NFL experience for that backup job was kind of crazy and awesome at the same time. But the reason behind it, at least from our eyes, it seems like was they released Peterman knowing that they were going to sign him back, and they couldn't do that for Tyson because they knew more likely other teams would sign Tyson than Peterman probably if they yeah. cut vice versa. I don't think like people have seen Peterman's NFL experience, and that's probably what they see. But if the Bears know more than other teams, which they probably do because he's been in their room for two years, I believe, then, you know, it's harder to pick up a guy off waivers. Or no, I believe he'll go straight through. He would have gone straight through waivers since he was a vet and nobody picked him up. So then they're like, let's bring him back. Um, But obviously it's just for week one. Things could change in practice. In the little I mean, bit of time they get in practice, the overall positive is Tyson's on the NFL roster. That's yes, true, absolutely, yeah. and he's making NFL money. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, that matters too. And you know, if you're second or third string, I mean, obviously, you you your goal is to be a starter, but he's still an NFL quarterback at the end of the day, and he's on an NFL roster. He made the fifty three. I think from all that and the fact that they value him enough to keep him over Peterman when it came to cut day, yeah. All that's really positive. So, like I said, I think by halfway through the year and then heading into next year, they're probably going to move on from Peterman at some point. It's just right now he's a veteran. He's He's been through it before, and Tyson hasn't, so you feel a little bit better about a guy that's at least played in an NFL game against NFL starters than a guy that's never done it 
and it is making a big leap from Division Two um, to the NFL. So, yeah, I think this makes sense. And even if he was undrafted out of D one, I could see a team doing this. So I don't think yeah. it's it's crazy necessarily. That is uh, true. Let's move on now. Uh, nearly seventy three point five million American adults will bet on the NFL this season. The survey says more than one in four American adults could be could bet on the NFL at any point during the season a significant increase from last year according to a survey results Wednesday by the American Gambling Association 28% of the adult population is what it comes out to be Uh, I know all three of us have placed bets in the past year and uh, I'm assuming we'll all place bets on the NFL at some point this season yeah I have a few futures Um, the big one I think that is a good one that everybody should consider right now is Jalen Hurts at 12 to 1 to win MVP he was the MVP last year until he got hurt so yeah I feel like that's kind of a steal at, at those odds um I don't know if more people do it though those odds go down for you Nick so you might well I mean I already it. placed the bet yeah, so. so his I mean, odds are already it's in. locked yeah so yeah so I'd say you throw a few dollars on on Jalen Hurts well somebody probably you probably won't be throwing a few dollars on tomorrow to make a touchdown catch probably is Travis Kelsey. He hyperextended his knee ahead of the opener. Here's Andy Reid talking about it. As far as injuries go, uh, Kelsey hyperextended his knee today, so uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward. Uh, good day of practice. Look forward to this challenge of playing the Lions. They got a good football team, and our guys have had a good week of prep, and um, we're looking forward, like I said, to the challenge of playing a good football team. So for that time's yours. Do you, is there any idea as to Kelsey's status? No, no. They're just they're looking at it now, so I just you know just see how it goes. Any other possible designations you see, or do you think most guys will be available? Yeah, I think most guys are, are, are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the only problem is Travis Kelsey. It sounds like a terrible day at practice to me. Travis Kelsey got hurt, and he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. How is it a good day at practice, Andy? I don't know. And he was a little winded. Nobody though. else got hurt? I don't know. But but he is the second biggest player on that team. Apparently, according to Jason Kelsey, who told WIP in Philadelphia, uh, they spoke on Tuesday. He's got some swelling going on in his knee. What we know, quote, what we know right now is his knee is fine. It's going to, it's it's about getting the swelling down and seeing how the bruised, how bruised the bone is. Sounds like a two Kelsey. to three week thing for Kelsey. I would. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, and if I was them, I'd hold him out anyway. I'd hold him out a hundred percent. Yeah, and then they have Noah Gray, who they drafted, I think, in twenty twenty one in the fifth round. So I picked him up. Uh, hopefully, he can <laughs> kind of replicate what Travis Kelsey does. I don't know how many people can do that. I don't know, but I mean, you look at it, and who else is going to catch the ball in Kansas City because they don't really have any big name wide receivers. So I'm like, yeah. Mahomes is throwing him the ball at the very exactly. least. Maybe he falls in the yeah. end zone. Uh, speaking of people injured, uh, Terry McLaurin uncertain to go in week one with that turf toe injury. The commanders have signed their former draft pick, uh, Jamison Crowder, the practice squad after a workout yesterday. He's a fourth-round pick by Washington in 2015, and he could be in line to get that practice squad elevation to be active on Sunday uh, he obviously had a great career with the, the Washington or the then Washington Redskins. 428 career catches, 4,667 4, yards, and 28 touchdowns uh, is what his career has been. He had 14 touchdowns with the with Washington over that period of time he was with them. So 
I think it's a, it's a good addition for if you can't have McLaurin week one, you bring him up as some guy with experience. Sounds yeah. like Terry's not playing. I don't want to see him play week one. I, I think you make sure that he's 100%, and it's still a winnable game even without him against the Cardinals. Speaking of an injury on the Commanders, we will today find out about Chase Young because the injury designations come out the Wednesdays before. He's still injured? Uh, Well, he got a stinger game, if you remember that. Come on. And uh, Ron Rivera for gamesmanship because the Cardinals won't name a starting quarterback didn't want to talk about whether Chase Young was healthy or not. So we'll figure that out today once the injury report gets released. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Brian Thomas as well as Wyatt Pelicano for Wyatt Wednesdays for coming on. Tomorrow we'll be joined by Terry Ray to kick off the show. Who else we got today in interviews? Uh, everybody else. Everybody else. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Pusing. So long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.